0: Got Japan
1: What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Godfitted Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And I'm Tom Tom Tokyo. That's right. And as you find folks know, Godfitted Japan is about two dudes, booze. Japan in the news. Oh yeah, Tommy, and what episode is this? Cha-cha-cha. Yeah is episode 535. That's right, 535. And Faders, we are doing officially three episodes a week. Soon, we're going to be doing four or five because we know a lot of you guys are stuck inside and um, probably you've been there for like two months now and you've seen absolutely everything on Netflix. You've seen... All the great shows in English, Spanish, German, French, possibly Japanese, hopefully Japanese. There's a lot of good stuff in uh, in Japanese that's on Netflix, dude. Hopefully you guys can get it overseas. But, um, yeah, at this point in time, you need some kind of daily entertainment. And at Godspeed to Japan, we deliver. And speaking of delivering, tonight... <laughs> Oh, shit. It's late. It's almost It's almost the next day, but uh, we are delivering because tonight we have an epic episode. We've got an episode that's been in the works for a long time. This is the episode of our hero, of the man, the legend, the myth, the god. We are doing the episode about Black Samurai. Tom, are you ready?
0: Yeah. I'm ready, man. I fucking, I, dude. I want. I just want to say, like, right before I do this, like, I I encountered an article about this dude a couple years ago. I don't know. It popped up my Facebook page, and I, I read it. It was a short article, and it, was, it seemed kind of clickbaity because I was like, "Oh, there was a, an actual black samurai in Japan," and I was like, "Bullshit." And then I read the article and did a little bit of research, and yes, there totally was, and he was an epic badass.
1: Dude, he is the first badass, Tom. Whenever you're ready, pull that trigger, and let's begin with this fucking episode, because I can't wait to hear it. Okay. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I got a drink in my hand. Let's roll. All right, let's fucking cheers it up. Cheers. What are you drinking? I got a double gin and tonic. Come pie, motherfucker. What do you got?
0: Uh, I got tequila and tea. It sounds gross, but it's actually pretty good. Hey, I'm in. It's good. Yeah, I had a little little bit of tequila left over, and I said I was going to keel it. So now it seems like as good as time, Danny.
1: Well, tequila, Uh, Tommy,
0: and tequila story. All right. So, here we go. What makes a samurai? It's an age-old question full of scholarly debates. Under the strictest definition, a samurai was either born into the lifestyle and trained from a young age by his samurai father or possibly his mother since there were some actual fearsome female samurai as well and born and bred into that class or there were some looser definitions of becoming a part of the warrior class some would argue by be- that being given a katana by a feudal lord automatically gave one the title others would say that a true samurai had to be anointed into the life to be had uh, would only be given a blade but not just any blade, a katana, a mighty katana, and also, of course, a land title and servants, as well as a hefty stipend. Whatever your definition, there's no arguing that Yasuke was a badass trailblazer century ahead of his time and held inside him the true soul of a mighty warrior. So, faders, lend me your pierced ears and perk up, because th- at this time, I now wish to regale you with the larger-than-life tale of Yasuke, the one and only African Samurai in history.
1: Fuck yeah, dude. I am in, dude. Uh, Safety belt off. Let's die on this motherfucker. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) Not much is known about his early life, but I refuse to get into this debate of his country of origin. Sorry. There are pages and pages of academics going at it for one reason or another, what area of Africa he actually came from. And I apologize to anyone who's listening who's of African descent, but I totally recognize that Africa is a big-ass continent and it has a buttload of ethnic groups, as many as the skies and the stars. But a majority of the research that I turned up said that he was most likely from Mozambique, so we're just going to roll with that. Mozambique is in Southeast Africa, facing the island country of Madagascar, if you didn't know. And at the time, the people from the area were well-known to be both hearty seafarers and fearsome warriors, which were, will suit our hero of the story quite nicely. Also, I'm just going to go get out ahead of this and say it straight up, that while slavery was obviously in fashion at the time, it is highly unlikely that Yasuke was a slave for various reasons that will become apparently clear throughout this article. There are a ton of theories as to what he was doing before he came to Japan, but I'm going to go with my favorite and say that dude was a total pirate. Think about it. Some badass, fearsome warrior sailing the seven seas, throwing caution to the wind. Totally this guy's style.
1: Yeah, dude.
0: Also, let's keep in mind that the dude stood at 6'2 and was monstrously strong. Now, 6'2 might not sound all that big, but keep in mind that that as someone who has that uh, that size in modern Japan, I assure you there are days when I feel like I'm f- g- fucking Godzilla stomping down the streets. Well,
1: also... Dude, on a side note, man, back then a lot of people in Japan were malnourished, which meant they were fucking really short. So this guy to be 6'2", or whatever, he must have been like fucking twice the size of most people at that time.
0: Uh, Yes, I was interested in that. Well, not just Japan. I, I think pretty much all over the world. It's... uh. How do you say, like, modern nutrition within the last century, too, and people actually being well-fed and eating healthy-ish meals contributes a lot to that. So, yeah, like, a century ago, we were much shorter. So that is also true. Uh, Okay, this is especially noteworthy, as back in the 1600s, the average height of a white male was under 5'5", and samurai were actually around 5'2". So, yeah, Yasuke totally towered over everyone in Japan. Oh, yeah, and he was a total badass. Said to know all manner of armed and unarmed combat, as well as field field tactics for leading armies before he arrived in Japan, and he learned several different types of martial arts while he was here. Because, of course, he did, because he was a badass. Okay, at any rate, I I digress. What is known uh, is that Yasuke came to Japan in service of Alessandro Vilignano. What exactly was his service? It's hard to say. Vilignano was anointed as a Jesuit Christian missionary for basically all of Asia, and thus was tasked with spreading Christianity throughout the region. The pair seemed to have various adventures throughout India and other parts of Asia. I highly doubt that Yaske was tasked merely with just carrying this guy's Bibles around. And most historians agree that Yaske acted in the capacity of a bodyguard. So again, Highly unlikely that he was a slave, as bodyguards aren't likely to protect the people enslaving them. Also, as strong as this guy was, it is highly likely that he could have snapped the chains and a few necks just for good measure before sailing off into the sunsets. Personally, that I like to think that some twerpy bi- uh, Bible salesman erroneously stumbled into a bar at some port town, saw Yasuke with a sign over his head that said, "Had have sword, will travel. And then after boring to tears with his religious indoctrination pitch, started to talk about this far-off land named Japan with rolling hills and beautiful geisha girls, and then Yasuke shouted, praise Jesus, when do we leave?
1: (laughs) That's a good one.
0: (laughs) They originally arrived in Kyushu, the southernmost main island of Japan, which at the time was generally a major trading hub and was more accessible for foreign countries. Alessandro himself was a scholarly man. He was a very big fan of education and was very insistent that all the people in his service learn the local customs and language. And thus Yasuke quickly learned Japanese. And if you have ever been to Kyushu before, and don't speak Japanese when you first arrive, trust me, you will when you leave. That is exactly my that was exactly my experience when I lived down there because nobody speaks English, but they're fun people and like to party and get drunk. So. They arrived in Kyushu in 1579 and carried out generally largely undocumented missionary work before eventually making it all the way to the town of Kyoto, which was more or less the capital of Japan at the time. It should also be noted that it was an extremely chaotic period in Japanese history with multiple civil wars wreaking havoc upon the much divided country, So it's likely they had quite a few adventures on the way. Upon arriving in Kyoto, Yasuke's appearance caused such a stir that it basically incited riots. And an an undocumented people, amount of people were trampled to death just to get a glimpse of the black man. It is highly likely that Yasuke was not the first black man in Japan. However, most of the previous Africans were generally brought over as slaves and thus only stayed on board ships in port cities and were not generally seen by the public. Alessandro basically rocked up to the capital and presented himself to Lord Nobunaga Oda, who was by then the most powerful and feared man in all of Japan. Japanese history is a bit divisive on the opinion of Oda. On one hand, he he had the vision and power to almost unite all of Japan and bring peace to it for the first time in its largely chaotic history, with some very progressive and forward-thinking ideas and on the other hand, he was a very brutal warlord who killed countless souls. So, Johnny, I'll, I'll stop real, real quick here. Have you heard of this guy before? <clears throat> um,
1: I did not know of this guy until I did my own research. But when I did do research, he seemed like a guy that was very interested in the arts, music, uh, he loved sex, and he loved war. Um, I don't know if he loved Warp, but when he did fight, I mean, he was brutal. I mean, the guy was like uh, pretty much the definition of Britskeg. Uh, he would just go in there and just annihilate everybody as fast and as soon as like possible and shit. I mean, the guy was brutal. But I mean, back then, everybody yeah. was,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, well, I actually, well, or at least the guys that rose to the top, right? And he was, uh, I'm not going to get to it in. Uh, Lord Nobunaga's story because like he's pretty interesting and he, he could easily get his own podcast because a lot but basically like he was the first guy to make a serious attempt at uniting all of Japan and he came pretty damn close.
1: Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, but at that time and stuff like there were so many warlords trying to do kind of like the same thing. Like there's so many clans battling each other. Like back then that that time period of Japan it was just nonstop battles like i mean if you're a samurai you're safer than being like a villager because i mean one day your village belongs to this clan and then the next day you belong to the next clan and shit because you know war like like samurais were coming in and just taking over the area every fucking couple of like months of like maybe years or something it was like a really chaotic time in japan
0: oh no i agree that's exactly how it was so there were l- warlords all, all over the place and uh Again, Nobunaga basically became the most powerful because he conquered a lot of Japan. And I think right when they got there, they would have kind of the the, the civil wars were to kind of die down a little bit before uh, basically Nobunaga goes in there, kicks the hornet's nest, and like gets things going again. Yeah, but but uh,
1: after like. After he passed, like about like maybe like like 50 years or like what, 30 years after he passed, then Japan kind of really settled down. Once like the Edo, was it the Edo time period or the Meiji? Which one was, it was probably the Edo time period where things became yep. kind of boring. And that was like... At like the beginning, or that the end of the last samurai was like the beginning of the Edo time period, is that correct?
0: Uh, the end of the last samurai, no, that would have been uh bordering on the uh Meiji, Meiji restoration. That's that's when they shipped and became westernized.
1: Meiji, I thought Meiji was like halfway through that. shit. I thought like I, during the Meiji time period, everybody was already wearing like business suits with bow ties and like you know, like the the wine, the glasses that only had like one circle, the optical or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> the-
0: Monocle, yeah, monocle,
1: yeah, and the the weird little fucking straw hats and shit, whatever. You know, I thought that's like uh, that type period.
0: Okay, okay, okay. We're we're wandering a little bit off topic. Like that's an interesting story by itself. But yeah, basically, Nobunaga doesn't spoilers. He doesn't actually unite all of Japan, but a couple of the guys under him uh, wind up uniting Japan and then just getting a huge pissing contest and tearing it apart again before one of them comes out ahead. But this is this is like a completely other story.
1: Yeah, and
0: uh. Yeah, what else? Oh, and um, yeah, and uh, I asked my Japanese wife what she thought about this guy, and yeah, he was a total coonhound.
1: Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. I mean, he was known for slaying the geisha, but not with the sword, with his wiener. <laughs> but then again, I mean, it, uh, it's good to be the king, right? <laughs> Everybody did back then. It was like a part of the job. <laughs> anyway, all right, dude. Let's get back to the story, man. We're, we're fucking both drunk. We can yeah, yeah, talk yeah, fucking forever yeah, about this.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, but like, anyway, this this guy had like a gigantic harem, and I, I think uh, like the from the documented
1: like descendants, he had about twenty kids. Oh shit, that's that's a lot, yeah. dude. Holy smoke! Yeah, Even back got, then.
0: Yeah, I know, right? So yeah, he was he was getting busy right there. Uh, They're first thing in the capital. Okay, Alessandro then presented himself to Nobunaga and tried to sell him on Christianity. Odo was a highly educated and intellectual of his time and very open-minded, and while he enjoyed learning about Christian practices and religion, he was clearly more interested in Yasuke. It was the first time that the Lord had laid eyes on an African, and he was so, in so much shock that he actually doubted his existence. Thinking that he was merely some sideshow freak with uh, black ink poured all over his skin, the emperor ordered uh, uh, Yasuke to strip to the waist and to scrub his skin. Yasuke complied, and was astounded that the black ink he thought it was, did not rub off. Not much else is documented about their first encounter, but it is said that Nobunaga's uh, nephew gifted the African with a large sum of money, possibly under (laughs) Nobunaga Oda's orders. The Lord was immediately fascinated with Yasuke, and the the pair stayed up drinking late into the night. Yasuke regaled the Lord with his many tales of adventures in Africa, India and various parts of Asia. It should also be noted that Nobunaga was highly intelligent and also a very eccentric man. While samurai samurai culture generally obeyed a very strict rigid societal rule, Nobunaga was very much a think-outside-of-the-box guy, and thus Yasuke's presence and stories immediately captured his imagination and attention as well. And he initially thought him to be some sort of demon, Come to ki- come to life that guards the, the temples. You, you know what I'm talking about. Those giant demon statues that are often black.
1: Yeah, gargoyles. Yeah,
0: yeah. not not no 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 not gargoyles. The West, the Japanese Western equivalent. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it should be noted that Nobunaga was a fucking lunatic. I mean, he, he was a genius, brilliant technician. Was also brutal, but like, yeah, he did weird shit.
1: He's a little sadistic, so, too.
0: Yeah, he's he a little sadistic, among other things. I, I I think maybe this he might be the next episode we'll do, because he, he's he's pretty wacky. Shortly thereafter, Yasuke was award, awarded a small ceremonial sword and a position as one of the Lord Retainers, to which he immediately accepted. This is a huge honor for anyone, and to be offered such a position as a gaijin was practically unthinkable at the time. Not only did he enter the warlord's service, but he was quickly in- introduced to all the major players a.k.a. the other allied warlords in Japan, and just like that, Yasuke is straight-up balling. Nobunaga and Yasuke got along famously well, and their romance is highly documented. Since they spent large amounts of time together and routinely stayed up all night drinking together when not on the battlefield, it is, is even possible that they may have been lovers.
1: What? Oh, my yes,
0: God. Yes, samurai were totally into some broke back Mountain shit. Oh, that's samurai- true. Samurai were highly capable of swinging their swords both ways and weren't always exactly picky where they sheathed them.
1: Are you serious, dude? I mean, I think that's where, like, I, I think that's where, like, Yasuke would be like, um, you know what, I, I don't think I'm cool with being a samurai anymore, man. <laughs> you know, the fighting and the chicks and the booze, it's great, but, um, yeah, it's starting to get kind of weird. <laughs>
0: you think? It's, okay, it's a theory, and... Like there's no there's no physical evidence uh, evidence to back any of that. Not neither one oh, to
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. we DNA. found the body oh. of Nobu, and uh, we did a little bit of scooping, and uh, well, uh, yep, they were gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <there's, laughs> it, it's, it's a theory.
0: There's 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 no evidence to support they actually did this, but like, keep in mind that. At at the time, a lot of the samurai were were gaying it up, so it's you
1: know maybe we'll see. Nothing wrong with that though. We're totally cool with it.
0: It's just yeah, it's just yeah. It's an interesting uh, historical anecdote, aka theory. Okay, Uh, Yasuke's exact position isn't documented. It's theorized that he was likely a retainer slash bodyguard of Oda, but he was most uh, most certainly given all the trappings of the samurai, complete with land, a title, and servants. So yes, he was officially he had officially become the first foreign born samurai.
1: That's fucking awesome, dude. That is fucking awesome. That guy was so badass. He shows up. He's like, um, "So you guys like uh, fight each other with these little swords? I can do that." And fucking he did. And everyone's just like, oh, fuck. uh, Yeah, we got to make him the boss. (laughs) The new leader. Oh, man, dude, that's that's so fucking awesome. And this guy fucking fought in some major epic battles, dude. Not just one, but he fought in a lot of really massive battles, dude. Like, where this guy fucking completely kicked ass, dude. Now, we're talking about this earlier. We're like... Like, old generals, like they always fought in the wars. New generals, like, fucking, well, any general or any fucking politician, they don't fight anymore. You know, they're just, like, behind a desk in, like, Washington or some fucking uh, government building or whatever. They're like, okay, just send these people over here, blah, 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 blah. But back then, dude, they were at the front of the line, and this dude was at the front of the line with his samurai sword, his katana in hand and fucking just charged through just fucking hundreds and hundreds of people. Now, faders, when you think of the the idea of like a samurai battle and you watch the movies and stuff and it looks pretty exciting. Now, take that image and multiply it times 10. Tom, have you been to uh, osaka Joe Castle?
0: Uh, I have been to osaka Joe Castle. I've been to just some of the castles. I've been to Kumamoto Castle. That's pretty cool. That's in a lot of movies. <clears throat>
1: okay. Did they have an art room?
0: Oh, yeah. 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 I, I saw some, like, uh, recreate, like, the uh, what was it, like, in the Wainu Museum. It's got a history. It's got, like, recreations of the battles. It's very cool stuff.
1: Now, the recreation of the battles, the the, the most epic ones that I've seen, that were, like, painted right after fucking the battles happened, was uh, in osaka Castle. And, Faders, you can see this if you go there. I think it's on the second to the top... Second to the last top floor. God, I'm fucking faded. But anyway... <laughs> but anyway, if you go there, they got an image of Osaka Castle. And then you've got this countless mass of samurais all running to the left. And all of them have samurai swords... In their hands, held high above their heads, ready to chop down. And they're going from right to left. And then on the other side of the painting, you have a countless amount of samurai in the same thing, doing the same thing. They're like got samurai swords above their heads. And this was just like a a, a meat grinding machine. We're just like dudes were just cutting each other to pieces nonstop for. Hours and hours and hours. If you're at the back of the line, you're just running and running and running and running and running until the point where you're standing and running on top of like dead bodies, like a mountain of dead bodies, just to get your chance, just to chop a couple of dudes before you got chopped up. And the black samurai, he was in the front and he lived through a lot of these battles. Now think about that shit. Yeah, given how big this fucking dude was, it didn't matter if he's in the front or back. You'd see him coming. Oh, dude, he took fucking motherfuckers out, dude. This guy was bad to the bone, dude. This guy was so hardcore, dude. Fucking, yeah, dude, this guy is impressive. Mad impressive, dude. They gotta make a movie out of this.
0: Okay, so, yeah. So, okay, right now, blah, blah, blah. So he be, officially became the first foreign-born samurai. The only other possible contender for this title is Katsunari Yamashina. Obviously, this name is Japanese, but he was supposedly Italian-born and uh, on a mission from the Catholic Church to spread the religion throughout, throughout Japan as a diplomat. However, his existence is highly doubted and likely something of a Japanese folktale as at the given time... On occasion, Japanese men would would totally pretend to be Christian missionaries and whiteface it up, usually just to cause a little bit of civil unrest and buck the samurai system, but occasionally to get laid. Yasuke thus fought under Nobunaga's banner for almost two years. He developed a fearsome reputation, and even the Lord himself said that Yasuke had the strength of ten men. A lot of his exploits are unfortunately undocumented, but come on. Him being the only black guy and a hulking beast at that, he had to have had a target on his back the entire time for no other reason that it would be rather impressive to pre- uh, present his head to your lord. Nobunaga running around wrecking, Nobunaga's running around wrecking shit at this time is a very epic story in, a, in and of itself and probably deserves its own episode. But, but suffice to say his campaign of nearly unifying Japan under his rule was brought to a screeching halt when he's betrayed by an ally and sneak attacked while attending a tea ceremony in a temple. One of his men had betrayed him and set fire to the building. Their first campaign together, uh, but before we get to that, uh, Yasuke and Nobodaga's first campaign together had them attacking and successfully conquering the Iga prefecture where they put down Somewhere around 50,000 rival samurai and ninja. Yes, there were totally ninja in the story too, because that area had become a hotbed for that sort of thing. Uh, it is said that their conquest was shrewdly executed, as previously, Nobu- uh, Nobunaga Oda's son, Nobukatsu, had failed to take the area and thus fell out of favor with his father. When Nobunaga was finally brought down after his betrayal, rather than surrender himself, he chose to commit sepaku, aka ritual suicide. If you're not familiar with this, basically the samurai disembowels themselves with their Tanto knife, the suicide blade, and their trusted retainer beheads them. Nobodaga asked Yasuke to do this for him, and the African agreed. Such an honor would have made him the lord's most trusted retainer and best friend. Yasuke was further tasked with taking his lord's head and his sword to his son Nobutaka over the oath to avenge his father's death. He did so, but the revenge campaign was short-lived. While they did manage to rally an army of some 2,000 men, they were once again sneak attacked and captured. At this point, Yasuke merely surrendered himself. It is at this point his history gets a little bit murky. A popular theory that says Akechi Mitsuhide, the man who had originally betrayed Nobunaga, thought him to be either an animal and or foreign property and unworthy of being killed. Thus, he turned him over to the Jesuit church in Kyoto. So, yay, I guess racism worked in his favor?
1: Yeah. I read that too. But, but when he was like returned, like as a prisoner, didn't he get like returned to like, uh, his old friend, the missionary, the, the Portuguese guy, I forget his name.
0: Alejandro. Uh, it's possible, but like, I don't know. Was he still around? I mean, yeah, like any and all of this is possible. It's kind of murky and uh spotty at best. Okay. So that's, that's the most common theory. There are are several other theories. Some say he fled Japan and returned to sail the seas as a pirate, and others say that he was able to keep his sword and thus became a ronin or a masterless samurai. Final theory is supported by a his- historical photo taken during the early 1800s, which depicts a man in samurai mare armor who is visibly of mixed uh, African and Japanese ancestry. Could be his cat. Yeah, uh, well, given that this is like happening in the late 1600s, early 1800s, that's a couple generations gone by. That said, this seems unlikely, as the man is visibly smaller than the two other Japanese men in the picture, and Yasuke was of a, a towering stature. Also, it would have been several centuries after his lifetime... And thus, multiple generations of mixing with Japanese would likely visibly obscure any notable Af- African features. Just my my opinion. So it is t- it is said that this man was a rock star with a me- meteoric rise to fame would be an understatement. So that's basically it for him.
1: No, Would you like- I I disagree, man. This guy was such a badass, man. This guy had his shit fucking covered. He survived many major battles. He escaped being captured once. Then he got captured and shit, which sucked. But I think, I think that basically what happened was, Nobunaga had a secret daughter, and she was kind of kept out of the public eye for her safety, right? But then, right before Nobunaga died, he told Yasuke, he's like, Yo, protect my daughter at all costs. Here, go hook up my son, hang out with him for a little bit, make sure his shit don't stink, and then go hook up with my daughter and stuff and make sure she's cool. So that's what this guy did. He went over and he like hooked up his son and stuff, and he's like, All right, dude, fucking, here's your, your father's sword, and um, you know, I'm gonna hang out with you for a little bit and just make sure shit's cool. But um, you know what? eventually i'm gonna have to hang out with your sister and make sure she's make sure she's okay too it's your dad's last request and me being his samurai possibly lover that's what i gotta do that's what that was his plan but the thing is you know he got he got busted and basically the guy got him and shit and he had to go back to like the christians and stuff but i think he was with the christians for a bit but then he's like you know what I could hang out with these Christian dudes and go back to Africa, or I could spread the word of God and go to church and pray and do all that shit. Or I could do what I was supposed to do. I could complete my mission. So what he did was he found Nobunaga's daughter. And then for the rest of time, dude, he was protecting her, making sure she was safe. And also, he was making that sweet, sweet samurai love to her every night like a boss, dude. End of story. Happy ending. Curtain drop. Boom. All right. That's a Hollywood movie. Fuck you, less Samurai. Tom Cruise, you ain't got shit on the Black Samurai, man. That's a fact, Jack. Yeah, all
0: right. all right. Let's get into the legacy and other stuff that followed. So, okay, Yasuke was the original OG trailblazer, and here's a quick short rundown of other notably foreign samurai that followed. There are several dozen samurai of, uh, samurai of Chinese or Korean descent that distinguished themselves. Although it should be noted many of them were not traditional samurai warriors on the battlefield, but merely found favor with the emperor by either acting as either spies or diplomats. Although, one... Kotori Watanabe of the 47 Ronin fame does stand out. And yes, there were a few white boys in there as well that would follow later. Uh, Jan Justin van Lodenstein was a Dutch sailor and merchant that was uh, briefly found favor in the emperor's court, but was exiled shortly, shortly thereafter. Details are unclear, but he was said to be a querulous drunk. He was the first mate of a trader ship, But his captain, William Adams, an Englishman, was regarded far more favorably and was awarded land and title and became a major power player in the upper crust of society. He never returned home and took a Japanese wife and wielded enormous power and influence until his dying day. It is said that his descendants still live on in Japan. Interesting fellow with an interesting history, but again, I'll probably save him for another episode. And much, much later, there are also a few Europeans that were awarded the title of samurai by the emperor himself. But they were scholars that taught things such as advanced architectural and engineering techniques to the Japanese. And at this point in history, we're talking about the early 1900s. So it was basically akin to Queen Elizabeth knighting an actor or musician. Largely a ceremonial honor and just another feather in your cap.
1: Yeah, true.
0: So that's the sidebar and break. Legacy of Yasuke. In 1968, author Yoshio Kurusu uh, published a children's book, Kurosuke, about his figure. Since the late 20th century Japanese TV period dramas, Jidaigeki and Manga have also been produced about Yasuke. In 2017, the video game Neo and its 2020 sequel fe- feature a fictional portrayal of Yasuke as a character. And Yasuke also plays minor parts in Japanese manga series, Hyoge Mono. And the best the best, and certainly my most favorite, though, is Afro Samurai. Have you seen yeah. that?
1: Yeah, I've seen Afro Samurai, dude. So wait, Samuel Jackson does the voice of his sidekick. And actually, uh, the guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy is the uh, cowboy guy. What's his name? Ron oh, Perlman? Justice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was also uh-huh. Hellboy. Vader's F- man. You can yeah. see that on. You could probably see it on Netflix, but it's also on YouTube, dude. Afro Samurai is some fucking great, great anime, dude. It's highly bloody. It's really great. But a cool fact about that is uh, Wu Tang did the soundtrack. Well, oh, RZA, I think the RZA did the soundtrack to that anime. Uh,
0: well, R- RZA not only did the soundtrack, but I think he was a major driving creative force about it. And I think he had a lot of. Uh, like opinions on like how it should be written. And I think he writ- wrote portions of it. So yeah, he, w- he was big involved in that. Yeah, Also, Rizzo, you're right. Uh,
1: yeah, Rizzo, yeah. He, he, he loves yeah, he, like he, Kung he, Fu movies. So ah, that, that hmm. makes sense. That's why it's got that uh, Kung Fu influence where it's like, you're the man that killed my father and I'm the man that will kill you. Yeah. I would say, yeah, it's, it's very good. It's, I think it's like a six
0: part mini series. Well, there's, there's, there's the original series. I think it's about six or eight episodes. It's pretty short and then then they actually have a sequel where like uh, Lucy Lou is like the bat, the main villain of that one.
1: Oh really? Oh wow, I, I yeah. don't I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's a there's a follow-up movie. It's also quite good. But uh let's see. Yeah, as far as how, how it goes in the storyline, uh I'd say it's like Kill Bill. I oh. mean it's a very simple, straightforward, like revenge plot. And, yeah. and there are a lot of like, you know, crazy, weird, kind of quirky characters in it that you yeah. know it, the, and, the main the, character has to go through.
1: Another interesting thing about it, it kinda reminds me of that um the Dark Tower series, where it's kinda got like modern things. And old traditional ancient things kind of mixed together and stuff, you know, where they got like guns uh, and bazookas, yeah. but they, it's kind of like in the place, time period of like ancient samurai times. Like when they, they the, the first episode where they go to the bar and shit is like a really traditional sake bar. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think a guy in the background yeah, had a no, machine no, gun no, or you, some you, shit.
0: Yeah, you're right. Like, no, at one point, because remember, he's just running around with like, uh, you know a, a katana but like you know at one point he fights a couple guys with muskets and i was like yeah okay that's cool i guess they had muskets back in that day and then, no, then no, like a little bit later
1: bazookas and sidewinders know, and shit I,
0: I, was, I was i was getting to that like you uh, know yeah. one point he fights a couple guys with muskets and then like maybe an episode later he fights a dude with comes at him with a straight up fucking rpg and just shoots some
1: missile at him. Yeah, I think that was the first episode. But yeah, 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 dude. It's it yeah, I kinda like that. I kinda like that kind of style of animation, right? It kind of is like a a hybrid of like ancient times or modern yeah, basically like the Dark Tower. The Stephen King's Dark Tower.
0: Yeah, and also don't don't forget they had like a bunch of cyborg ninjas and motorcycles and other bullshit. Oh, and then there's one point there's a guy DJing at a festival, so.
1: Yeah, it, got a, so it yeah, got a little weird, but it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's all over the
0: place. It's, it's interesting, dude. So, yeah, I, w- I would highly recommend that check it out. I thought it was badass. And see other stuff. Uh, African Samurai, the true story of a legendary black, sam- black warrior in feudal Japan on Amazon Kindle by Jeffrey Girard. Is out. Uh, there's a book, and I think there's a couple other books that I'm kind of glossing over. So, unfortunately, I didn't have time to read them. And of course, there are some movies. Uh, earlier this year, last year, I'm not sure which which uh, uh, Netflix released yasuke yasuke Descendants, starring Gichigamba. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it either. But like, yeah. So like, I did a little bit of research on that. And I looked at the post and the poster like the the poster looks so oh, for It looks like pretty eye catching. Because you know, it just shows this like, you know, kind of tough, like you know, you know, big black African guy who looks, you know, looks the part of an action hero, and he's got like, you know, the he's got black samurai uh, armor on, and he's got it's got a white background, and it just says like, what is it? Yes, he's descendants. And the title is like, okay, you know, and it's a side shot of him, so it look, you know, it's kind of cool, that's kind of eye catching, but uh, yeah. Then I watched the trailer to this, and like, ooh, it it it, it looks pretty bad.
1: Oh, fuck. It looks uh, very. Yeah,
0: it looks very cheesy
1: and low budget, and not uh, in a good way. That, they got to make a new movie about it. But the thing is, okay, if they make a new movie of Black Samurai, who would be Black Samurai? Like I know who should be it, but the character, the, the actor that I want to be Black Samurai, is already a little bit past his prime.
0: Are you talking about? You're talking about Wesley.
1: Yo, dude, yeah, dude. (laughs) Yeah, dude, you knew it. Yeah, Leslie Snipes, dude. That guy back in the day could have definitely been Black Samurai, dude. He would have fucking killed that role, dude. He would have fucking, he would have been it, dude. Oh, man. Ah, If we had a fucking DeLorean, we should go back in time take to, take young Leslie bring him to the future and be like alright man just do this role and we'll give you the money that you make from this movie to you in the future when you get to this age of this time period if that makes any fucking sense but you gotta do this <laughs> role man fucking you gotta do it nobody else can fill these shoes <laughs> oh man okay
0: I think I think, Wes, I think Wes, Wesley would have been great but all, oh, also yeah. I should mention that the film, film I mentioned earlier is it's all done in English it's all in English too like fluent American English and I was like
1: Mm, i are making Japanese. No, they gotta do it in Japanese, and then they gotta have fucking like some douchebags fucking do the voiceovers and stuff, where it's a little bit broken and shit. So, or no, 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 no. Better yet, fuck that, fuck that, rewind that. I didn't say that. They gotta have it all in Japanese, and the only English is the subtitles. Motherfuckers, you gotta learn how to read. So that's you gotta do it, man. That's the best way. Well, okay.
0: So if uh, if that uh, okay if that doesn't make you excited okay however there's like I, I have some good news for you there are currently two other films in production uh, that are featuring this story one of which is going to star Chadwick Boseman of Black Panther th- fame. Are you in Harajuku with some out of town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah. yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah!
1: And the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's
0: Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there!
1: If you're gonna get your fit on, you gotta get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Pomade. Ghost Town Pomade is the number one badass pomade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Pomade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Pomade, badass pomade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. They have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya, about five minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Hey, yo, what's up, Vaders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. Yo, what's up, haters It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have... 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states, and in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each, and they're worth so much more. These are, these, these are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool. That's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. It's gotta be a a no-name. It's gotta be a no-name. And that no-name actor, once he does Black Samurai, Then he's going to be the biggest actor in history. He's going to be like fucking like, what would be a perfect? He's going to be like John Travolta after fucking Saturday Night Fever. After that movie, (laughs) he was on the map. Tom Cruise after Risky Business. Tom Cruise after Risky Business. Before he was in Nobody, after he's a fucking legend. We got to make somebody a legend, dude. Just just have, like, an awesome actor get up there and be like, okay, this is this is the role I'm supposed to do. And then he fucking does the role, and he fucking kills it and shit, and then he becomes famous. But somebody that's already famous that does it, they might have a little bit of baggage or something, you know? And I don't know, man. It could fuck up the movie.
0: I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I, I suppose they get, like, some, like, basketball player up there. You know, he'd, he'd be taller. and He'd just tower over everybody, and he wouldn't be – I don't know, man. I wouldn't have a problem.
1: I, basketball you know, player to would be three, way too tall.
0: Man. I don't know, man. Like – I don't know about that, but like, but I don't know, man. Like, yeah, dude, I think this guy could be beefy. Why the fuck not? I mean, Nobunaga already said he had the strength of ten men, so I'd say go nuts with it. So like, Bob Sapp would be fucking great.
1: Too big, too big, man, too big, dude. Because if he's a samurai, it would be impossible for them to get like samurai armor. They couldn't even put the fucking helmet on his head. He'd wear he oh, the helmet not- like a yamaka, dude. You-
0: that's, that's 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 why I have to fucking make it for him. Yeah, speaking of yeah, speaking of which, yeah, it'd be interesting to see this dude's armor because he was so far, so much bigger than everybody. Ooh, but wait a second. No, I, I just like I, I read a like a little bit of history of the samurai, and apparently the, the armor was like highly like adaptable. It, this way it took forever to put on because it's just like pieces, pieces like individual pieces that were kind of tied together. Mm-hmm. So that, that way, like it was heavy, but it was like you know they had the mobility. Yeah, well, like I said, like their Netflix movie is already out, so you can basically watch that. Oh, and one, more side note: uh, right now, these two movies that are currently in production are currently on hiatus because of the pink elephant situation.
1: Ah, oh, goddamn it! Well, shit. Well, I guess I get some so more well, time you know, to it's, uh, it's, work with it's the script. Fucked up a lot
0: of shit. Well, it's fucked up a lot of shit though, because like next year, like how many like TV series are going to be cut short or maybe even just straight up canceled because you know they couldn't flow. The public's already moved on. Same with a lot of movies. A lot of movies are going to be unfortunately delayed or possibly even cancelled.
1: Okay, on that note, Faders, of Japan is going nowhere. We're definitely going to do at least three or four episodes a week. And if you do want to get your samurai on, there are quite a few good samurai movies. Uh, Some of them, from the top of my head, is Seven Samurai. It's a classic. Um, a Takashi Miike movie is 13 Assassins. 13 Assassins is great. It's absolutely fantastic. Definitely have a couple of drinks before you watch that one uh the twilight samurai is pretty decent uh, what's that the throne of the throne of blood is okay um it's pretty old quite dated but it's okay uh i think it's ninja Rebellion, samurai Rebellion. samurai Rebellion is good so i think those are like enough really good samurais uh last samurai oh god if you're out of everything else i mean that's like that's like uh, the Miller light that's at the back of the fridge, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but I and, mean, like, and also, yeah. there's tons of ninja movies, too. There's Revenge of the Ninja part one, part two, ninja what was it? Uh, uh, don't watch the American ninja movies. But yeah, there's a lot of ninja movies on there. Yeah, go break out, break out your ninja. <laughs>
0: Those those were cheesy. I thought they were, like, so bad they came out the other end and became good. I liked those when I was a kid.
1: Oh, the American Ninja uh, ones? Yeah. Well, uh, when you're a kid in the 80s, it's cool. But then, like, once you get a little bit older, you're like, boy, this doesn't make any sense. (laughs) no sense at all. Revenge of the Ninja was still... It it didn't have to, because
0: it didn't have to, because, like, you know, because, like, all those movies had, like, the fucking, you know, things that teenage boys love. Had you know, fucking lots of blood, lots of fighting, lots of titties, man. That's all you need. Oh, that was, like, Uh, pretty much all the 80s movies. Pretty much. Horror movies as well. But I was, was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, like, if, if you want to watch like good samurai stuff, just any anything by obviously by Kurosawa is going to be fucking awesome. Uh, yep.
1: You mentioned
0: *Samurai*, uh, *Yojimbo* is also very good.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Cool. That's a black and white yeah. one too, isn't it? Yeah,
0: that's old black and white, man. And and just like I don't know, man. I just like I really like that because the first like minute or two of that movie, you see this like you know samurai with the sword, he's just kind of walking down the, you know the road. He hits a fork in the path, and there's there's a fork, and you just like. Just kind of shrugs his shoulders, picks a picks a branch up, throws it up in the ground, and points one direction. He goes, "Okay, I guess I'll go this way." Just, it's, it's kind of like, I thought that was like a cool scene. Just kind of like get you introduced to this life, and this guy's kind of like, "Yeah, just you know, go with the flow, take wherever." The fucking road leads me kind of thing. Like Musashi. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, you should totally do an episode on him because he's fucking, he's a boss.
1: <sighs> Musashi, dude, see, his life is so deep, man. There's so many stories, dude. Like, if we did, okay, you know, like, Hardcore History? Have you heard that podcast?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know okay. I know what you're talking about.
1: Heart with Dan Carlin. Hardcore History, when, when Dan Carlin uh, covers, like, World War One, every episode is, like, three hours long. And he's got, like, fucking six episodes, dude. If we did fucking Musashi's life, dude, it would be something like that, dude. Because you can't do Musashi half ass dude. Because, I mean, even Musashi himself never did anything half ass That was not in his vocabulary, dude. The guy didn't think that way. Whenever he did something, it was 110% or nothing. So if we did, like, a whole episode on Musashi, we'd have to do fucking at least, like three or four episodes every episode being at least like an hour and a half long or something dude i mean it would be deep if anybody does a musashi episode dude it's it's got to be fucking epic dude and and if you don't it's an injustice you should commit sebuku seriously fuck dude i'm fucking faded man (laughs) <laughs> I see, I was like, dude, we are doing Black Samurai, man. I'm bringing out the gin, and I'm bringing out the tonic. I'm going to put those bitches together, and we're going to fucking roll. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Fetus, I hope you're doing the same thing, because this has been a great episode. Tom, I think you did a great job, man. I think this yep. is probably one of your best episodes, man. I mean, you've done a lot of great stuff, man. You've done a lot of great research, and you put together some amazing shows. But, I mean... This is up there. This is up there. This is this is probably number one. Probably, probably, maybe number two. Number one, it's up there. I don't know, Faders. You decide. What the fuck do I know? Yeah. Uh, well,
0: thanks, thanks for that, man. Um. Yeah. I, I, I just again, I want to say I had a blast doing this episode because, like, when I was looking through like this guy's like history and everything, there's so much cool shit going on. I'm, I'm just doing it, and I was I was into it when I started, but uh, you know, obviously, the more I did, like, the more I got into it, I kept getting into it more. So there's yeah, there's there's a lot of cool stuff, man.
1: Yeah. Actually, no, I'm thinking about it. You know, should they do a movie about it? I mean, this guy was so fucking badass. I, All right. All right. If they did a movie, there's only one director. There's only one director that could do. All right. There's two directors that could do it right. Takashi Mike or... Quentin Tarantino and better yet Uh these two motherfuckers work together you put these two guys together I think it could be a good movie because if you have anybody else fucking with that shit dude they're gonna fuck it up and there's nothing worse than having an epic story an epic true story and somebody fucking it up and you watch it and you're like oh no that was a disappointment oh god why did they do that fuck man you know there's nothing worse than that dude you want you want to go in there and you want to watch the joker right you want to go in there and you want to be impressed and shocked and terrified and just love every fucking second of it you don't want to go in there and just be like oh man that was decent i guess you know so fucking if they do it they got to do it perfectly they got to do it perfectly there's no fucking up when making this movie dude
0: well, essentially, some of the articles in the research that came on for uh, fictional de- depictions and stuff that came later about this guy. Essentially, they're saying now that Japan's like kind of starting to open up and become like more more multicultural. You know, with like you know blacks and whites and Latinos and other people of other descent living in the country, and like you know there's mixed kids running around as well with mixed heritage. Like you know, there's no better time in history to do it. Like why not have the black samurai? Why not show that like you know not everybody in Japanese history was Japanese?
1: I guess you're right. The timing is perfect. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck it. Hey, Netflix, I know some of you motherfuckers are listening to us. Do it, but do it right. Mm-hmm. Call up Quentin, call up her boy Takashi Mike and get this shit fucking rolling and do it good. Don't do a bad job because if you do a bad job, you got to deal with Tom and me. And I know fucking, I think that's a fucking show, man. Faders. <laughs> oh, man, Faders. Thank you very much for tuning into this episode epic episode tom once again thank you brother you did a fucking amazing job your research is impeccable and i want to thank hendrix gin for keeping me rolling dude holy shit why aren't you a sponsor hendrix come on why aren't you a sponsor why'd you a sponsor anyway faders uh once again thank you very much for tuning in we do have a patreon page and all our patreon faders out there there's seven of you guys out there thank you so much for signing up and there's people that have signed up and donated money and then signed off and stuff and um you you're fucking awesome too all anybody and everybody that signed up for the patreon page and actually really helping us out during this time of bullshit Thank you. I mean, it's, it's fucking incredible that you guys are doing that. It's, it's impressive. And um, if you want to support the show, go to the Patreon page. It's down in the show notes. Um, you get a lot of fucking content. We're uploading new content almost every day. All sorts of shit, to be honest. And um, I I know times are tight. And if you don't have the $5 and stuff a month, that's totally fucking understandable. Don't fucking sweat it. It's all good. Uh, But if you can, go to iTunes, give us a five-star review, and write something groovy, because that definitely helps us out. Uh, Tommy, uh, what else we got? Facebook. Uh, Uh, I think we got
0: Facebook, which... uh... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah facebook and instagram which is being updated daily like usually we post at least two or three times a day uh not just new episodes like this is gonna be coming at you uh, like this one but uh yeah we got like tons of video pictures goofy stuff that's going on in japan uh oh actually i, I really i really like the the one I, I posted like maybe yesterday the super sluts
1: that was yeah. pretty funny <laughs> That's good. That was really good. Oh shit. That- shit, shit! 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 Before I forget, before I forget, because I'm fucking faded Um, faders. Uh, the the show image or the thumbnail for the show was created by our boy, uh, Chubes. Chubes, thank you very much for making this design. It's fucking funny as shit, and it is badass. Thank you so much for making another design for us. Um, faders, check that out, and uh, Chubes, check out check out his uh, website. Check out his Instagram. It's uh gonna be in the show notes. It's at Chubez. It's at C H E W V E S faders oh my god on a second note god damn it what a fucking great episode i I, i'm so fucking happy now you know i mean fucking i love doing this show because when i do this show i'm fucking drinking with my boy tom but i'm also drinking with all you guys out there Uh, guys and ladies we know there's a lot of girls out there too all over the world and stuff and it's fucking great man and um fuck yeah come pie motherfuckers come pie all right on that note peace
0: Bye. My old brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Will oh, you eat till Mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse.
1: And lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster.
0: <laughs> God, the pressure! I can't take it.
1: <laughs> I can't take it. I can't stand to it. <laughs>
0: Your excuse me? We're going freaky! Yeah. We came, we saw, we kicked his ass. Your move, creep. Oh, man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up Republican shit.
1: Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.